0: Hello and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the break, this is the first episode where we're gonna be focusing on how the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs v. Jackson might be energizing Democrats in places we have not expected. But first, we're gonna start off with Joe Biden's approval rating here. So you can see it's at 55.9. Yesterday was at an all-time high, it was at 56.2, 56.1. 50. I can't find it. it was, yeah, 56.2 was the high. That was on June 30th. Excuse me. But Joe Biden hasn't had a uh, approval rating of 50% since around uh, August of last year. We are gonna head over to uh, Real Clear Politics over here just to see the direction of the country average. Usually, I don't use them. They tend to lean a little bit Republican, but we are gonna use them for. This average, I really like this poll. So it has not this has not been close since about 2009, June 12th, 2009. Uh, so this is the direction of the country, right? And you can see this is an enormous gap. You know, 54.2 percent margin between people who think the country is on the right track and the wrong track. Uh, and this is like a further margin than Joe Biden's approval disapproval. Uh, this is this is huge. Now this has a lot to do with uh, the Dobbs decision, right? Um, and we'll see a little bit later how that actually impacts some elections. I have one election in particular that we're going to look at um, But only about less than 20% thinking we are actually on the right track Heading on over to the generic ballot. We can see Republicans up two points uh, And this has been pretty consistent It's since it's gone up to uh, or since it's become in favor of Republicans back in November of last year It's been steadily climbing to a little over two, and now it's down two points uh, of a lead in the generic ballot. And you can see how important this is going back to 2020, you can see a 7.5% seven, seven lead for Democrats. Of course, they won the House in 2020. And then they won more seats back in 2018, where they had an 8.5% lead in the generic ballot. Heading over to the Senate polls, uh, we'll start with Arizona. Arizona has not had a primary yet, so I haven't been looking too closely at some of these numbers. But you can see uh, with both of these recent polls, they are partisan polls. Uh, They're sponsored by uh, the Future Majority uh, Organization. But they do both have Kelly, uh, Mark Kelly, up, the incumbent. Um, So again, there's no primary yet, but that is something to watch. Arizona likely to be a close race it leans towards kelly right now heading to florida i've been looking mainly at this this may 26 27 poll so it's old but it's an a-rated pollster having marco rubio up six points over val Demings. this is also a partisan pack which is interesting having rubio up um so he's probably up by maybe seven eight nine points uh if we factor that in but that might not be the case um you know again this is just one poll uh, and there's also this plus two pollster from uh, a pollster that uh, doesn't really do much, Phillips Academy. That they have not really uh, uh, done many polls before. But Marco Rubio up about six, give or take a couple points in Florida. In Georgia, it's a super close race. We have Raphael Warnock uh, up by 0.3%. Uh, and we'll talk about this, this Quinnipiac poll having him up 10 points uh, later in the video. Um, but a new poll came out having plus four. So before the plus four came out, he was up about 0.5. And then that dropped him down to 0.3. So still a close race, uh, you know, at one point, uh, Herschel Walker was leading by almost six points, uh, but the gap has closed. And this is really the first time Raphael Warnock has actually taken the lead, which is very interesting for an incumbent in a state so close in Nevada as well. still a very, very close race. uh, Cat- uh Catherine Cortez Masto, up less than a percentage point here or Adam Laxalt. Um so you can see this is the most recent, you know, before we had uh plus 2023, 20, plus 21. Uh and then again this is University of Nevada, so it's not an accredited pollster doesn't have a rating. Um and then this one is a partisan poll, but it still has Cortez Masto up two, excuse me, up three. So this is a partisan sponsored poll, but it does have Catherine Cortez Masto up three points. Um, and, and this is a race where Catherine Cortez Masto is, is only led since around May. You can see uh, Adam Laxalt, who was not even the Republican nominee yet, had uh, been running for, for a while and he had, had the lead until about May twenty-six, May 27th, uh, where Catherine Cortez Masto took it. Um, you know, it's, it's gotten a little closer since then, So definitely be a close race over in Nevada. In New Hampshire, a race that uh, is usually not too close, usually Democrats winning New Hampshire uh, statewide by significant margins, but uh, it looks like we will have a fairly close race here. Uh, So there has not been a primary yet, Um, but you can see Maggie Hassan leading by just a couple points, Uh, no safe margins here. Uh, And then you you can also see the Republican winning in one of these polls. Uh, but this will be something to keep an eye on, depending on who the Republicans nominate in this race. Coming over to Ohio, another race that really should not be too competitive based on uh, how it's went in the presidential elections in the past years, as well as the Senate statewide elections, like Governor, Secretary of State, whatever. It shouldn't be too competitive of race. Usually Republicans would win this pretty, pretty solidly. Um, you do have J.D. Vance up two points, a good a B-plus rated pollster here. Uh, But you also have these two polls here. Um, You also have these two polls here. They are partisan sponsored polls. They do have Tim Ryan up two points and three points. So it's definitely something to take a look at. We'll look at that over the coming weeks and months. Now looking at North Carolina, this should also be a very close race. Uh, Ted Budd up 2.4%. We've had a couple more polls here. Some of these are... um, partisan sponsored polls you can see right here and right here Uh, these two, these two B plus rated pollsters are both partisan sponsors but we do have a survey USA poll which is an A rated pollster having uh, the Democrat up four points here actually kind of interesting to see but we will keep an eye on this as it develops it's likely to get closer and closer and finally heading to Pennsylvania Uh, we're going to be looking at mainly these three polls here. I averaged these together. I believe it was these three, and I got a 6.3% lead for John Fetterman, uh, over Dr. Oz. Uh, and then you can see, really, this was probably not Republican's best candidate, uh, just based on this poll alone, because usually this, this poll has him up nine over Oz. This one has him up six, you know. And I'm using these polls because they're the most recent, from June 10th to the 19th about. Um, and a B, they're two B+ rated pollsters, as well as this one. Um, but this should give us a pretty solid indication of John Fetterman's lead right now. And he definitely is leading. He, ha- he is a little bit of a stronger candidate over Dr. Oz, which is one of the reasons that Republicans are more favored to win the House But not as much in the Senate uh, because they're putting up weaker candidates in some of these big important races. But let's get to that actually. Here is the House forecast right now Republicans sitting at an 87% chance of winning, Democrats at a 13%. Uh, So you can see all the House seats here, and I'm not going to go through all of them. You know, it's just 538 if you want to go take a look. It's very interesting. Their models are always great. Um, But the House, very favored for Republicans to win. The Senate, on the other hand, it's it's still s- just the slightest bit in favor of Republicans. Only a 54% chance right now. Democrats with a 46% chance, right? And this, this, this will kind of tell you why. There's some very weak candidates posted in some of these states here. And that that's especially Georgia, Pennsylvania, two extremely close states every single time. And just putting up a weaker candidate can really take down just, you know, a 10th to a whole percentage point right you, you don't lose a lot but when races are this close when they're decided by half percentage point even less than that it can totally be the difference between winning control of the senate or losing control of the senate because these individual nominations are more important than say in a house race we're also going to look at some governor's races arizona has not had a uh, primary yet so we do not know who will be running against katie hobbs but again Still something to keep an eye on. Likely to be a very close race. Colorado, not something I'd expect to be a close race. I did throw it in uh, to the the races I'm watching for governor on my board, Um, but I've averaged a couple of the polls here together. The the more recent ones and I had, uh, Jared Polis up 17 and a half points. So pretty safe margin. Right now, Colorado is always something to watch. It can go a little bit to the Republicans and it becomes a, a battleground state and then sometimes it doesn't. So we're just taking a look at it probably not going to be that close though. Florida also state that I'm surprised to see uh, Democrats doing so well in, you know this poll having uh, Charlie Christ up one um, you know this is not a accredited pollster there's no letter grade for it um, and, and neither is this one but both of these polls are showing a, a very tight race uh, in Florida governor which is not something I think many people expected. I think many people expected the incumbent Ron DeSantis to do a lot better. I mean, he's very popular in the Republican party. People are saying 2024 for president for him. Um, If he loses here, that might be uh, a bit of an issue, but um, he's very popular nationally with the Republicans. Uh, So I was surprised to see such a close race, at least by these two polls in Florida governor. Heading over to Georgia governor, we have a super close race and we'll talk about this a minus uh quinnipiac university poll soon but uh about a five point lead right now for brian kemp the incumbent so this is a rematch of 2018 which can we go back to this date okay so they don't have the average data for 2018 uh, but you can still see there's you know a wide variety of polls mostly having brian kemp up uh, and that's that's essentially what we're seeing back in, here in 2020. Brian Kemp up. We do have an even poll from Quinnipiac University, uh, one having Abrams up plus one. Uh, there's no like, plus 14s like there were, I believe, in the other one uh, back in 2018. Um, but a fairly close race. Georgia should be close, uh, especially if it's a rematch of uh, the last cycle where you remember how close Stacey Abrams got to winning that seat. Kansas governor, a lot of people actually don't know. There's a Democratic incumbent there, uh, one of those races where you have a Democrat in a super red district. And it's very common, actually, more common than you may think. There's a lot of Republican governors in uh, very solid Democrat states, and this is essentially the case here. Um, But with the exception of this poll right here uh, from Clarity Campaign Labs, which is a sponsored, partisan-sponsored poll, you have republicans winning this seats but it'll probably cl- be close not because kansas is a swing state but because uh the governor here the democratic governor is fairly liked she's fairly liked when she was running for office uh that's how she got elected uh, with, uh, as well as the republican candidate not being so good um not very strong but a race to watch um i don't really know how this is gonna go in Maine, uh, we can see Democrats leading by uh, average uh, around 5%. I think I was just using uh, this poll right here. Um, but this is, again, a state that really should not be too close, I'm kind of expecting Democrats to win in this uh, statewide. You know, there was the, the, the Maine's District 2, which usually gets won by Republicans. It was usually fairly close. Uh, but statewide, Maine is pretty solidly Democrat. Uh, so I expect this is... More likely just a, a low polling number for him, uh, possibly related to Biden's low approval rating. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but again, the Democrats pretty favored to win in this race. Michigan has not had a primary yet, uh, and these are mostly old polls from late May. Uh, but you can see all of these polls having Gretchen Whitmer of 30-plus points, uh, I don't know how much I believe some of those. Maybe I, I, I'm more believing this, maybe plus five here, um, but there are some of these ones down here. They are older, uh, from January, but these are the most current polling numbers. I don't know if they're the most accurate, but Gretchen Whip are up by a lot um, over all these Republican candidates here, uh, including one that uh, is, just got arrested. In Minnesota it still has not been a primary, uh, but our most recent poll from June has a Democrat up two points, as well as all of the other polls down here, the uh, the older polls. But they are very uh, highly accredited with Survey USA, the A rated pollster doing this, uh, plus 12, 10, 10, 5, 10, 7, 8. So it's solid lead based off these polls. Uh, but the more recent poll showing a closer race, Minnesota uh, leaning towards Democrats recently uh, when Hillary, after Hillary Clinton won it in 2016. It was uh, more or less taken for granted by Democrats, you know a couple visits during campaigns, but very solid state for Democrats most of the time. Uh, heading over to Nevada, we have Steve Sisolak with a little over two-point lead, so not as close as the Senate race, uh, but still a fairly close race. Uh, you know, in Nevada, that's pretty expected, uh, usually swing state. So this most recent poll actually has the Republican Lombardo up a uh, point, but all of these past polls have Steve Sisolak, uh, ex- with the exception of this one uh, and some of these earlier ones from April and March, uh, have Steve Sisolak up. Quite a bit 26 23 12 14 13 13 you know very big leads and these some of these are not obviously the person who got nominated uh, but this is the most recent poll showing a close race uh, and that the average is also very close again not as close as the senate race uh, but still a fairly close race in nevada for governor new mexico not uh, a very competitive state most of the time usually leans towards democrats uh, but It seems like we're having a close race here for governor. Uh, We can see this most recent poll, A-. minus. These are all uh, fairly highly accredited uh, pollsters actually. Um, But the the newer ones here from June, you can see uh, the Democrat, Lewin Grisham, only up three points, and then the Republican up one there. You can see them up uh, down here as well earlier, uh, but these are against different candidates. So really we're gonna be looking at only this one plus four and plus one and plus three. So a very tight lead based on these polls. Now these polls might not be that accurate, including you know this one was a partisan sponsored poll, um, but we will see if this actually translates on election night or in the later weeks and months while we're still following this race. Ohio not likely to be a very competitive race we see you know most recently uh Mike DeWine up 16 points um but we have you know some closer races down here uh with Mike DeWine still uh winning you know but it might be a close race maybe not as close as the Senate but again Ohio is usually a state that leans Republican uh in recent years so kind of interesting to see uh, such a close race for Senate, not so much for governor, but still a fairly close race. Uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, just a tight lead for Josh Shapiro over uh, Doug Mastriano here. Uh, I think I was averaging these polls here. We have a 3.4% lead for Josh Shapiro. Um so not a huge lead, uh, not as much as the Dems' lead over uh, Dr. Oz, Doug Mastriano being a little bit of a stronger candidate actually than Dr. Oz, right? And that could be part of the reason that John Fetterman is doing a lot better in the Senate race than Josh Shapiro in the governor's race. Uh, still going at both of these races, probably going to be close, uh, very close state Pennsylvania um, But this is the polling numbers we have right now. We could see changes. We could see uh, it become more similar to the Senate race. We could see it get closer and the Senate race uh, get a further margin. Uh, We just really do not know yet. Um, But these are the numbers right now, about a 3.4% lead for Josh Shapiro. Okay, so we have the Texas governor's race, uh, Greg Abbott against Beto O'Rourke. So this is not quite a matchup from 2018 uh, because Beto O'Rourke was running for Senate at that point. Um, Greg Abbott was still obviously running for governor. So a fairly big lead for Greg Abbott, not too close of a race. Uh, You know, this A-Quinnipiac minus University having him up only plus 5, where the average is plus 10, is interesting. Um, It's probably going to be a closer race uh, in the weeks and months leading to November. I don't think that Greg Abbott will actually win by 10 points on election night. I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. Um, But I don't think Beto O'Rourke has a very clear... Uh, path to victory in this race very solid lead for Greg Abbott and then finally uh, Wisconsin we don't have any average polling data here uh, but the polling is fairly solid recently Uh, no primary yet so we don't know which one of these candidates will be taking on Tony Evers but uh, a fairly decent lead um, in all of these races with all of these candidates here uh, so we'll see how that goes once the primary happens, we'll see how the race shifts and develops, uh, likely to be a pretty close race, along with the Senate race for Wisconsin as well. Alright, uh, now we're going to look at a election, the Nebraska Special Election. Uh, this happened this week on Tuesday. Uh, and it's an election in Nebraska, Nebraska's first congressional district, and this has a partisan lean of plus 17 for Republicans. So this election was between Mike Flood, the Republican, and Patty Panzing Brooks, the Democrat. So first, I, I just want to go to 2016 here. Here the 2016 uh, results for Nebraska statewide. Trump wins by 25%, right? And if we go down to the House race, this first district right here, Jeff Fortenberry was the incumbent before. Um, he wins by 39% very safe win right we go to 2020 statewide uh, Donald Trump carries it by a huge margin carries it by 19% not as much as the previous year but he he still wins it by a safe margin and Jeff Fortenberry he he, he wins it by less this year he wins it by 22% regardless this is still safe both of the, the statewide election And District 1 is safe. So now we jump to 2022. And well, the Jeff Fortenberry has resigned. The incumbent Jeff Fortenberry has resigned. And Mike Flood is the one attempting to hold the seat for Republicans. He wins by just over 7000 votes in a plus 17 Republican district, a district that was gerrymandered for Republicans. Um, You know, it's in Nebraska, obviously. Um, and it, it does include Lincoln and Lancaster County, one of the bigger cities in the state, um, but only 7.4%. That's the margin margin of victory for Mike Flood. Not a huge margin of victory. So this is a another piece of the national trend that we saw last week on election night. And it's more of just a shift uh, in general, Republican to Democrat in this cycle. It's, it's been a Republican leaning midterm, but th- this is showing a little more of a shift. We're starting to see uh, a shift from more conservative MAGA Republicans to the more traditional Republicans, as well as just in general seeing a, a shift to, to more moderate. Um, and, th- and this is a great example of it. You can see a plus 17 Republican district. The Republican only wins by 7%. Definitely underperforms. I also want to talk about these two polls that we got out this week from Quinnipiac University. So, an A-rated pollster. Uh, there's these two polls that I really think are interesting. So, this Warnock plus 10 in Georgia uh, over Herschel Walker. Interesting. I, I don't think this will be accurate. I don't think that Herschel Walker will lose by this much. I don't think that Raphael Warnock will do much better than he did in 2020. I don't think he will do 10 points better. Um, I think Herschel Walker has a chance. I don't think this is a very accurate poll, but it is definitely interesting to see um, an A-rated pollster with a margin this huge for the Democrat in Georgia here, Raphael Warnock. Um, and then the second poll, the governor's race being even at 48%. And this, uh, this is a matchup again from 2018. So four years later, and we'll see Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams for Georgia governor again. And this is gonna be an interesting election because Georgia has continued to shift blue. It went blue in 2020, full blue, two Democratic senators and obviously Joe Biden. So is that enough of a shift so that Stacey Abrams can now win? She had a shot in 2018. She's very, very close in 2018. And this poll has her even. And if we go to the average, Brian Kemp's still up by a lot here by five points. And a lot of the polls, even some of the, the higher rated polls, like Survey USA here, have Brian Kemp up. And this one's, this one's David Perdue, this is from earlier here. But this is the most recent poll, this A-rated pollster from Quinnipiac University. This could be very accurate, unlike the potential, the Raphael Warnock up 10, I don't think that's very accurate. Either way, these are still very important polls because they are very high rated and it it will tell us something. So I want to look at a poll from Marist College here. So Marist is an A-rated pollster by 538, so very credible. Um, And just looking at some of the polls here, this is one of the ones I found most interesting. This is a poll for how likely people are to vote uh, after the decision by the Supreme Court in Dobbs v. Jackson so this is 61 percent of people saying that after the rovers wade decision they are more likely to vote and if we go up using data from the same poll we know that 55 percent of the people taking this poll support support abortion rights right and there are some other uh some other questions in here about the confidence of the supreme court and there's a lot of other interesting things here which i don't really have time to go into but this is probably the most interesting one. So we've seen Republicans leading in the generic ballot and they still are, but this presents a little bit of a challenge to them. This might uh, be unseen so far by these generic ballot polls, by these approval rating polls for Joe Biden, for Kamala Harris, for Congress in general, although Congress in general usually does have a much lower approval rating than the actual generic ballot or the polls or whatever. But this is something that you might actually see affect the elections. And that will conclude uh, the first episode of the break. I hope you enjoyed watching it, I hope you learned a thing or two, I hope you're looking forward to the next one. Um, And if you could, like and subscribe, hit the bell so you're notified when the next episode comes out. Goodbye everybody.